Man Plancy coming at you. I don't know when this is going to drop. I think on a Wednesday, maybe? Question mark? I don't know. Anyway, here with a great episode, we have another artist interview. Today, we interviewed Ibu Carell, a longtime friend and just very, very talented artist, Brooklyn-based. That went really well. But um, before we get into it, I I just really want to say that, you know, I know that production slowed down a little bit um, just because personal life and mental health stuff. But I really want to thank everybody who makes this podcast happen. Um, Whether you were a guest, you're a listener, you're Cameron, whoever you are, you know, you guys, you guys have made this really special for me and makes it something that I'm... I'm really passionate about, um, and I, I just I just want to thank you guys. Just want to let you know that I'm very thankful for everyone. You know, people who, you know, will see me in person and talk to me about it, or you know, you, you hit me up and you're like, "Man, this is a great episode." Um, that stuff means a lot to me. So I just want to I want to thank everyone who takes time out of their day to you know listen to this passion project that we kind of do on a wing and a prayer. Um, and again, if you're a guest and you took time out of your days, out of your lives to appear on the podcast, if you've appeared on stream, whatever it is, just thank you guys. Um, you know, it's it's a hard time for everyone. So to know that we have that support is, um, you know, it's really special. Uh, <laughs> took a long time, but joined, as always, by my lovely uh, co-host, Cameron. Cameron, how are you doing today? I am big chillin', enjoying the day, enjoying the Christmas spirit. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, we're gonna get into it, but if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at plan underscore C underscore podcast. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we are live there every Friday. Probably not this Friday, though, because, you know, whole Christmas thing. Um, but beyond that, we're there. We love interacting with you guys. We appreciate people who show up for stream. And that's all I got. Uh, Cameron, you got anything else before we get into it? Um, no, not really. Hope you guys are enjoying your time. Hope you guys enjoy the pod. It was a blast making it. And yeah. Facts. Get your boosters. Merry Christmas, bitches. Here we go. We are back today, as you can tell by the lovely title in our fantastic intro. We are joined by Ibu Carell. Uh, Ibu, how are you doing today, man? Good, good. Thanks for uh, having me. So, for those who don't know, Ibu is an artist based out of New York. Um, I guess, uh, would you would you prefer singer to artist, or what would you what would you describe yourself as? It's kind of corny, but I kind of sometimes say multi-man because I feel like I do a lot of stuff. Definitely singing is my number one, like, trained uh, medium, but I do a bunch of other stuff, too. But when I introduce myself to someone, I usually say I'm a singer because it keeps it simple. So multi-man slash singer Ibu, um, thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a longtime fan of the pod, longtime (laughs) listener as well. Appreciate you. Um, and longtime friend of you too. So when you guys came to me and said, we want you on the pod, I literally instantly accepted, uh, yeah, 
honor to be here. I mean, I love chatting with you guys anyway, so just to do it on the record for people is a double, double fun whammy. Yeah, of course. And, you know, we like having um, artists and just people who are from Brooklyn, who live in Brooklyn, you know, who are sort of making an impact here. Uh, we've we've just enjoyed interviewing people, um, whether they're a visual artist, uh, you know, something with music, whatever it is. Uh, we just, again, we just, we, we love people from Brooklyn, so we're like, we're going to platform some people. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially Brooklyn creators in hard. the community. Facts. Glad to be here. Thanks, guys. So when, you know, when did you start getting into music? Like, what was the thing that pushed you to be like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to make music. I want to, you know, do vocals. Like, what was the thing that sort of started that? Um, well, I've been doing music since I was four. Mm. Uh, I started playing violin when I was four. Nice. Uh, I played for 10 years until I was 14. And then when I was applying for high schools around the city, um, I applied to LaGuardia, which is a specialized high school. If you're not familiar, I'm sure many of the listeners of the show are familiar. Um, and so I applied for violin. And then the day before, actually the night before the audition, I decided, hey, I want to try for singing too. And I had never trained in singing before. So I ended up getting into the school for both. And I went for sing, uh, singing, excuse me, because I was a little just, I just didn't want to play violin anymore. I just didn't feel mm. like it was like calling me in the same way. And I was like, you know what? Singing could be really fun. Like I have, I have done so much of, of my largest, excuse me, based so many of my largest life decisions just purely off what's going to be the most fun in the long term. Because like, I think it's really important to have that in life. Like you want something that you're doing to be really like dynamic and enjoyable. So that's probably a huge reason why I gravitated towards singing over time. Because once I started studying it in high school, I never knew I was going to try to go pro with it or anything like that at all. But as I just did it more and more, I was like, this is one, I don't need any extra equipment. I can just do it. And so that different than any other instrument I'd played so far, that was really appealing to me because i didn't need mm. to drag a violin around i could just go yeah you don't need sure. to tune a tune some vocal cords <laughs> right you know you got to warm up but yeah exactly um and at the same time like then i saw some some musicals they did at my school and at laguardia the musicals are pretty pretty high quality so when i saw that uh, a few of those shows my feeling the entire time when i was watching it was just i want to be doing that like, I was just like, I want to be on the stage. So once I realized that I really wanted to be part of the show and not watching the show, and every time, I, still to this day, whenever I watch a show, like a real-life theater show or concert or something, my feeling is the same. I'm just like, I would rather be, like, I would rather be on there than watching. So that's kind of why. It's just, like, something very deep within my personality. I just love to perform and give emotion to people, and uh, I, that my vessel to do that is singing. That's amazing, that's man. Yeah, that's, that's that's cool as fuck. You mentioned uh, you mentioned LaGuardia, which we are, of course, very familiar with. No, <laughs> lots of alum. We know many many alum from many mm-hmm. different age ranges. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that's pretty interesting is every time we talk to someone that goes to LaGuardia, they always have kind of a different experience that they that they talk about. And I was kind of wondering, um, 
how did your schooling at LaGuardia kind of impact your artistic, you know, taste path? path? Yeah. Path. Um, LaGuardia, you had to be there all day. Like, and I'm sure some people can relate to this, but the school is also pretty far from from the neighborhood that the three people on this pod right now grew up in. It's like almost an hour away. So docks us now. I just said it's almost an hour <laughs> away. That's a radius. That's a radius. Um, so basically, it was just such a dedication to get there and do it all day that at LaGuardia, by the time you get to the 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 senior year, you it's weeded it's weeded people out. Like you either love doing your art or you don't and mm. there's almost no in between i didn't find almost any in between it's either just people who are like yep i f- i can i curse on this podcast of course okay people are like yeah i fuck with this like i want to sing i want to play piano i want to do art or act and then people who are just like you know what i went through this super intense like schooling where you're there from eight to four every day you got 10 periods you don't get to leave the building you know, you're grinding. It, the academics aren't are no joke, too. Like, you know, people from that school go to like pretty damn elite uh, universities. So, academics definitely you're not nothing to like sniff at. But, um, you know, by the time you get to the end of your time there, you realize people either like to do what they were here for, or they completely don't care about it anymore. Mm. Um, and that was kind of my experience going through there. I ended up being one of the people who like to do it, but you got to like sacrifice a lot because a lot of time. And like when you sacrifice time, you're sacrificing other things like time you could spend with other people doing other stuff and like making friends or going out like in, in high school, I was pretty social, but I, you know, there were people who were way, way, way more social than me. Mm. Um, and so I guess at LaGuardia, like one of the main things I learned was just like um, how to, how to ride the grind. Like if you're going to grind, how can you make it enjoyable and like surround yourself with people who you enjoy being with? So as you're grinding, you don't really mind it as much. Trial by fire. Yeah, seriously. Trial by fire. And yeah, basically like if you were at LaGuardia and you, you didn't like your major, you just probably stopped. You just don't do it at all. Um, and there was a very stark and if you i'm sure you could draw lines even going out of laguardia like 10 years down the line like those same people who liked what they were doing like there's a decent chance they're still doing it um but the people who didn't like what they were doing i would bet there's almost no chance they're doing it Mm. i mean that makes sense you know i think you saying that you base a lot of your life decisions off of what is going to be more fun is really interesting to me because a lot of people don't do that and they're looking for, you know, what's going to be best for me in the future. Um, And I think if, you know, more people sort of focused on the happiness and fun in life, I think, you know, we would definitely be in a different position in the world. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I I really respect that, you know, that's how, you know, you're making your decisions because that's, you know, that's, that's really hard to sometimes be like, you know what, like, I'm doing this for me. And a lot of times people don't understand it, but I don't know. Again, I I, I really respect it. Yeah, um, 
it's hard. I get, it's hard because when you do make decisions with that in mind, like when I make a decision, I guess fun is a bit of a, it kind of generalizes it. And I used the term, but really what I look for is like fulfillment mm. and a cha- like a challenge that I know will be really fulfilling if I can do it. Mm. So like, and it has to be fun. So like when it came to doing shows on stage and doing musicals and operas and stuff, like I had no prior training, but then I was kind of just thrust thrust into it by auditioning and happening to get some roles in high school. So then I was like, kind of had to learn on the fly. And that was like a crazy challenge. But then it ended up being so satisfying and fulfilling by the end that I was like, yeah, like I definitely got to keep going. Like I got to listen to that kind of itch more because, you know, it's just satisfying. Like it's just very satisfying to to achieve something that you thought was hard. That's that's dope. I I completely, completely understand that when it comes to like, you know, there's a huge project and you don't necessarily know if you can do it or not. By the time you reach the end, it kind of feels like you've learned so much that those past thoughts were like don't even it's not even like a something to back your mind anymore but right um, you're right right you're like you're like you went from being like how am i gonna do this to once you finish it you're like oh that's how i did it and that that thought is like when you when you can say that's how i did it that's a crazy feeling for sure and speaking of um things that you're proud of and achievements you dropped an album this year. Facts. This too Facts. shall pass. Released in 2021. Ibu Carell. <laughs> yeah. Hit it up on Spotify. Hit it up on all streaming services. You heard it here. Facts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How was the process for making that, man? That album, um, a lot of it was actually made pre-COVID. Uh, so, I mean, I, I would say... Mm, the the origination of the album was like from late 2019 that's when like some of the beats were started and i remember doing that and then it got to 2020 actually i'll say um not even gonna lie like late 2018 like i that's when i started like one of the earliest beats on that and then i worked through it all through 2019 and like half of 2020 finished it but then the pandemic hit and i really wanted to do a uh an in-person event to celebrate with my friends because really i don't like i i just didn't want to drop it like digitally during the pandemic with no fanfare for me like i wanted to celebrate with the people that i care about and my friends and loved ones and like we finally got to do that uh, you know in october uh you guys came to the after party which was amazing and um great time yeah thanks for coming it was, it was lovely to see you guys and uh it was terrible seeing you I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, the process of making the album, though, is just like, uh, besides the fact that I made it pre-COVID, named it pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, which made it the title all the more applicable, which yeah. I thought was super hilarious and ironic. Um, it was, the album was largely inspired by a relationship that I, you know, that went bad so um a lot of it is like it's self-reflective it's in my bag type shit but also not all sad boy like there's really upbeat stuff on there too and 
Um, I felt like what was really important when I was making the album from a music standpoint was that I wanted to have an album that flowed through and had like a really nice flow. Um, and like, so I was focusing on those things and pushing myself uh, using Ableton, which is a which is a music software that I was new to, like at the top of 2019. Um, I mean, I got good at it like over the next few years up until now, but uh, I'm kind of rambling. I guess to sum it up, the album was the most intensive music project I'd worked on. I made all the beats uh, myself except for one um, and and wrote the lyrics and did all that stuff. And so it was just really, really uh, an amazing challenge that, um, you know, it felt great to put out and like let people listen to. And yeah, after that, like I didn't really it wasn't about the numbers of how, how many streams it got for me. It was really just about like, can I do this? And mm. yeah, it felt really great. Word. That's awesome. And I like that, you know, you're vulnerable. You know, a lot of people will put out hard stuff and be like, oh, this and this, blah, blah, blah. but it's not, it, it's hard to connect to because you're like, okay, well, how do I relate to this? You know, but with when, when artists are vulnerable, I don't know about you guys, but I certainly take more from the music because I'm like, well, I feel like I'm learning something. Um, yeah, just 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 a just a little note from me there. Um, you know, for for a while there, you know, just on the topic of an album, um, you know, you're making EPs and you're making singles. Um, in your process, what was what was you know different about doing an album versus like individual projects for you? Hmm. Good question. The um. The difference about doing an album is that, uh, like I said before, I really wanted the album I made to flow and be cohesive in a really um, strong and uh, an intentional way. Like I wanted the listener to listen through and notice like, okay, this was structured in a very specific way. And it's not just like songs thrown together. Like for me, that's the difference between an EP and an album, I guess. But that's just my opinion. Like other people these are very vague terms but i feel like an ep for me or maybe 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 the difference between a demo tape and an album like demo tape you just take a bunch of songs and you just oh yeah those are my songs from like that month cool let's drop it like and you, there's not really much connection maybe but with the album it was different than a single or a small project was that it was about 31 minutes and i needed to make 31 minutes feel like 10 you mm. know so it's like so like how do you make 30 minutes be so cohesive and engaging with with you don't drop you can't let the audience's attention drop like that was what i was trying to do whether the audience dropped attention or not is up to them you know you can't yeah. guarantee it but at least for me that's what i was aiming as much as possible to do was like especially um if you listen to the album the first two Actually, the first three songs go straight into one another. So you can listen to it and get through those first three songs and not notice that there was any cut between the songs. Yeah, so, it's a concept. Isn't that what they right. call it? Yeah. A concept album, I guess, would uh, usually has like a very strong theme that's like 
Um, I can't think of one right now, but yeah, it's like it has a really strong theme that everything's written around, like um, uh, the Black Parade. Pink Floyd by, has a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd has a ton of them. Black Parade by uh, My Chemical Romance is like one that I think of for concept album because that in that album, like the main character, there's like a character and he's dying from cancer. I had no my, idea that was a concept album. Yeah, yeah. Um, my album didn't have like a concept in that way, but the concept you are you're right that the concept of like continuity that was definitely a strong theme for me so that was like one goal i was trying to do with this project that was different than other things was that yeah i wanted to make it feel super smooth through that if someone was just listening they could get caught up in the listen and get halfway through the album without even realizing it that was kind of my goal Mm. i I definitely feel that because when you were talking about the flow of the album that was one of the more interesting things that i noticed when i was listening through was that well he she and i actually remember you um showing that to us like a few years ago and i was like oh that's dope that that's like something that i that i remembered but then it went into immediately rabbit hole which is like a 45 second production and as i was getting through it i realized um the intro was the sixth song on the on the album and the outro was the ninth song when there are 11 songs and i was kind of i was just interested to know like what was your kind of thought process with that? Was it more of like a, like just how you wanted to sound going through versus like the the way that you're titling them? Or is there like a specific creative process that kind of eventually led you to this order? Um, so originally the album had seven songs and it was the same length, mm. but I recut it because this was actually having to just do with streams like I and just people's attention span. The songs when they were <laughs> when they were seven, when there were seven songs, um, each song was pretty long. Like they could be like three and a half to five and a half minutes. And I when I was thinking about it, well, then I learned that one Spotify stream is only 30 seconds. So I was like, wait if I just take the intros and the outros for certain songs in like specific sections and just cut those into their own tracks then one i might be able to boost the numbers two if someone just wants to jump straight into the meat and potatoes of the song and doesn't want to listen to the minute long intro that's cool and like i like when artists do that like um you know like i think it's fine when artists do that a lot of the artists i like in albums like they have uh like on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy there's like um all of the lights intro and all the lights and like that mm. probably was one song at one time. And then they were just like, you know what? Let's just cut it into two so people don't have to listen to the string intro every time. Even though it's a beautiful string intro, sometimes you just want to jump into the song. And that's was my thought process as well. Oh, yeah. That's... So so if you, yeah, so in, sorry to jump in, but um, of course, if yeah, if you're in the middle of the like to answer your question, Cam, if you're in the middle of the album and it says like raw affection intro. That was just raw affection. That was just like the beginning of raw affection at one time. And then I was like, I'll just make this an intro because if someone wants to just jump to the song, so be it. More power to him. I fuck gotcha. with that. And it's interesting to hear sort of the behind the curtain of this all and sort of your thought press go wow, thought process going through this. Um <laughs> now, you know. You had mentioned back in 2018. Um, so when when you were working on this, you were still in school, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, 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 I'm not gonna say what 
school you were in because I don't want to do that to you. Um, but you know, you were away at school and do you find that your artistic process is different when you're not like, cause I'm assuming you do most recording from your home. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, if you could just speak on the differences between, you know, being in a comfortable place like home and doing this and then being X amount of miles away from where you usually do it and still having produced, what's sort of that like? Oh, I definitely much prefer to make music out of my home. Um, oh, out of your interesting, interesting. Like I I it can be in my bedroom, but I mm -hmm. guess being in Brooklyn, currently staying at my family's home, it's just it's it's harder to get into that groove because mm. music for me, like the creation uh cycle of it is so like personal and i really gotta and, and it's loud like I, I like to have those speakers be loud like so if i'm blasting like some random thing for like and also the process of making music you will be looping something for a while like often like you will be looping a 10 second section for like two hours and like that is sometimes not conducive to like a healthy home dynamic mm. because people will be like why are you looping that shit for two hours i'm like <laughs> i have to like i'm finessing it so and or, or then i'll be like doing some vocals and like i'll just have to be singing at the top of my lungs like the same thing for like 45 minutes trying to get that perfect take again mm -hmm. not really great for home life because people are trying to work and stuff and then also if i'm singing about something super personal like some like sexual encounter i had with an ex or something like that like do i really want to be singing that loud and proud next to my dad <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> like, like it's hard so so i every whenever i'm out of the house i feel so much more like liberated and just can go and feel like i feel no holds barred but when I, I will say, like, when I'm here just in, in my family's house, like in my room, um, it's pretty hard to like, like, I'll make beats, but it, it's not at the same, like, it's hard to get into that. OK, I want to make a song right now. But like the second I'm free or like the house frees up, that comes and I feel that that like feeling immediately. So when I'm home, I kind of just pivot my music itch into a different channel, which is playing piano and like practicing piano. Mm word yeah. I, I i i don't know why i was necessarily surprised but it makes sense that you know because of you know e even when you're living with people no matter if you're if it's your parents or if not you know blasting loud music can certainly be seen as hey you're being your bad roommate so i i guess i hadn't really considered that when you know you were talking about um your sort of process but that i i like that you know the more sort of uncomfortable you are, it, it seems like that that is when you're going to produce your best stuff. I mean, it, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. That's kind of just seems what kind of works for you is that when you're in the fire, that's when you're learning the most. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, um, it kind of like it, it's fine the way it is right now. And I know, you know, things are going to change gonna go get my own place blah 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 gonna have space and time and all that but even in this current circumstance where i'm like living with my family 
it's fine because when I get the chance to go to a friend's house and bring my laptop and like hook up or we go and I just can go somewhere or have like that, that freedom to make something. It's like, it's been building up this whole time, building up, building up. And then the dam just like explodes. And then like, it, there's just like a flow. Uh, like it's just been that creative energy has just been building up the entire time. So it's really like not that bad because I'm not a believer also in like, make a beat today like i don't believe in that because that's just not it's just not my process like i just Mm. wouldn't want to do it like i'm not that kind of person who's like like i try to practice piano every day because i want to get better at it i could make a beat every day to get better at it but i also feel like that's exhaust that that will just like tap into too much like it'll i would just start to feel forced and once i start to feel forced with the music i just don't like i i just close the computer because it's like this isn't this should never feel forced this should feel completely like natural to come out so i it's okay like i can be patient with the music making process because i know like when i'm in that right setting to make it the right stuff will come and that's always when i've made my best music right i definitely feel that and it's like and i also feel you about like working at home like especially like for me like if someone's like watching my creative process I'm like being a visual artist, like it does kind of make me a bit uncomfortable, whether it be like my family, friends or, or strangers. So right. like you, you have to be kind of like around the right people and in the, in the right environment to like really get that type of motivation to like really get the gear start turning. Right, right. And like being creative and it's not it, I think that once once you uh, not not you, like anybody, once an artist um, can boil down their their process to be executable at any time, any place. Is that even really art? Like, is that even really being creative anymore? Because then, like, you know, it's like if you're a craftsman, maybe it's different. Like, you know how to make a chair, no matter what or where you you're at. But like, if you're if you're drawing or you're making a song, and like, you know, Cameron, you got to think of characters off the top of your head, and like. If if you had uh, if you had a formula to make the characters, and like think of their attributes and their traits and their personalities, like would it really be creative? Mm. So that's interesting. Because like, would it just be your process that is re- is repeatable, like an algorithm? Yeah, because it's 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 interesting. That's an, that's a very interesting point because to some extent with visual art, there's a lot of things that are kind of formulaic in terms of like when you're building a character there's the anatomy and then there's things perspective and more math like things that are very much like more craftsman like but i do feel like i feel like in every artistic genre there's some aspect that can only be that you have to get like a spark of inspiration in order to create whatever you're doing you know what i mean right 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 and And like yeah and you have to be in the right environment you have to be in like the right mind state or you might have to be thinking about the right thing in order for that to come together so it's not like for so for that like artistic spark i completely agree that there has to be something specific that ignites that in order for you to have something that's like truly creative and interesting right like the i mean let me elaborate because that's a great point like the techniques are repeatable and that's like where you get the refinement like when you're drawing you understand like every character if it's humanoid will need humanoid features like 
those you can't get away from that that doesn't mean you're not being creative but it's really like within those parameters are you allowing yourself to be creative or are you like boiling it down to one thing and i don't think with with your medium you could do that i don't think it's even really possible and i don't think with my medium it would be that possible either but like sometimes like i go on youtube and you i see like an ad like hey like this is my master class for how to write a pop song and i'm like if you can <laughs> if you could do it's like if you could do it that easily is that even really like it like is that even it you know it's like if you can learn how to, quote unquote learn how to make a pop song in an hour like you can't like that you can't like it wouldn't be a good you, one <laughs> It's like, sure, because like you, it only is as good as the creative aspect, like the best songs, like, so, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I'm, there has I'm, to going be on, in there. I'm going on a tear, but it's like, yeah, it's, um, you got to like, let yourself flow with it. Like as an artist, that sounds so corny, but like you, you do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There has to be, you have to have some part of you, some part of your soul that's definitely within every creation otherwise people are just aren't going to connect with it it's just going to be something that anyone can do exactly exactly like that's what gives uh, an artist their own style yep word um as we start to wrap up something that cameron and i really enjoy doing um is putting people who come on here uh on the spot by asking them to make what's what we call a statement of intent Right. So basically, it can be anything from I'm going to get this money. You know, it can be as general as that or it can be, you know, I'm going to do X by Christmas and I'm going to do this by then. You know, anything that you want to put out into the universe to, you know, just you're trying to manifest, you know, um, so you can take a sec. I can I can edit out the time you need to think. Uh, but Ibu, what is your statement of intent? Hmm. Hmm. I feel like um, one that I can definitely commit to right now is in 2022, in like the first three months of 2022. I'm gonna go get my own place, and that will hmm. be great. Um, just for creative process uh it's been something i've been having as a goal for a while um the problem is new york city housing is just so expensive so i'll be keeping my eyes out for some type of real estate crash uh and hopefully i can go in and swoop at uh, you know at the worst possible time for everybody else but the best possible time for me um and yeah i mean that's just something that i think would be great and the thing is it's like I'm not really it's not like I uh, needed place to just go and never come and see anybody again. It's more like if I could have just a studio, like just a small studio where I can just have my my seat, my speakers and my music set up and I can go there and like make music and have some friends over and crash and like doesn't need to be anything fancy, but just just that little private space away from bothering like my family with the with the noise and whatever uh and i think that would just really unlock a lot of um creative time and creative potential for me so that's something that i've been uh trying to do for a while and i think i'm going to do it pretty soon word 
I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's that that was perfect. Um, you know, we appreciate you taking your time, taking your time, taking the time out of the day to join us for this episode. Um, I thought this interview was great. You know, I'd learning stuff that I didn't know about you, and I really like that. Um, before you go, do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm going to be putting out a new song pretty soon. Whoa! Uh, so I'm making some visuals for it now, and I got more music coming out. So I would say if you thought that anything I said was interesting, um, my music reflects this kind of same mindset I have. Uh, you know, and if you like this interview, go check me out on social media. Go follow my Instagram, Ibu Karel, I-B-U-K-A-R-E-L. And yeah, and check Ibu, out the music if you want. Where, where can we find your music? You can find it on all platforms. Also under Ibu Karel, I-B-U space K-A-R-E-L. All platforms, whatever you listen to music on, it will be there. 99% likely. There you go. Y'all heard it here. Um, make sure you throw him a follow. And yeah, you know, I we appreciate you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for uh thanks for doing this. Nah, you guys are the best. Thank you for, thanks for having me. Of course, okay. man. Yeah, this was a blast, man. Facts. Uh so you enjoy your evening and um again, thanks for joining us. Sure. And that was Ibu Corral. Great interview. Uh, great questions by you, Cameron, by the way. Nice nice artist insight. I was, I was like having you here for when we're interviewing artistic people because I feel like, you know, you empathize so much more than I ever can just because, you know, you went to art school and all that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter, at plan underscore C underscore podcast. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. We stream there every Friday. That's plan C podcast. Um, make sure you're checking out past episodes, whether it's some of the sports, some of the interviews, some of the bullshit, some of the anime talk, some of the Disney talk. It doesn't matter. It's all there for you. I promise you, if you don't like a single episode, probably wrong anyway uh cameron you got anything else before we get out of here oh not really just hope you guys are enjoying the christmas cheer yeah we're big shout outs to of course even corral for coming on the pod this album this too shall pass on spotify check it out yep and hope y'all are chilling yeah seriously um just uh yeah enjoy your christmas stay safe get boosted yo peace